Well, here goes nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see how this one turns out because I this is probably one of our jankier <laughs> setups so far. I don't know. The pillows piled up around the desk. The last place was kind of jank. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. But at least it was kind of like we had our own little booth mm. that we put together and um, we each had a chair that was relatively comfortable. That's true. That was a plus for sure. So, yeah, I will see how this goes. Hi there, neighbors. Welcome back to The Next Town Over. I'm Carson Costa, and I'm here with my co-host, Nicole Bennett. Hey, guys. There are over 10,000 cities in the world and only 365 days in the year. Never mind how few of those you get for vacation time. So we're going over this year's list of top places to go in 2023 and giving you the highlights. Uh, before we start, we moved again. Woohoo! So we are now in Morocco. <laughs> you are almost guaranteed to hear background noise here because I think this is the least insulated place we've had so far. Yeah. And um, it's quite noisy outside. We're in a uh, residential neighborhood. And I'm pretty sure we're the only tourists in this entire neighborhood, which is really, really cool because it's a very authentic experience, but it's also, I don't know, loud, loud. I mean, but it's children playing, so you can't be too upset by that because they're having a good time. Yes. Yeah. Which is great, but it's it's definitely going to be a little noisy for the next couple weeks as we record here. So bear with us on that. In our last episode, we were recording from a hotel room where we only had one chair yeah so that was fun too and we're getting really creative with the recording setups here yeah and i'm trying to take pictures to post of the more fun yeah setups because when you're moving all the time you can't invest in a really good sound setup Mm -mm. so we're just doing the best we can (laughs) (laughs) and i'm trying to do a lot of the fixing it and editing but i've never done sound editing before so i'm really learning as i go and I don't know. Anyway, just thank you guys for bearing with us. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll just go ahead and dive into our list that we're going to go over today. So we're going to look at four of these lists and they all have different numbers of places on them. Um, I think the one of them has like 25, one is 23, and then the other two have 50. Yeah, I think. Um, so the list that we're going to be looking at are Lonely Planet, Conan Nast Traveler, Forbes and travel and leisure. And we're going to talk a little bit broadly about these lists and we're going to highlight some of the locations on them, either places that we've been to, places we'd love to go to, things that we noticed when we were reading through these lists that we thought were interesting. We're just kind of going to give you the whole overview. And if you want to look at any of these lists after the fact, they will be in the show notes on carsoncasa.com forward slash podcast. So yeah, let's dive on in. Okay. So one thing I actually thought would be interesting to look at was which regions the were most featured in these lists. So I went through and I tallied all of that up. And it is very heavily North America and Europe. There's 44 places in North America listed and 44 places in Europe listed. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Compared to 14 in South America, 15 in Africa, 8 in Eastern Asia, 13 in the Oceania region, um, 5 in South Asia, and 9 in the Middle East. Okay. So 44 is like way, way more than any other region. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I think that that's interesting i was wondering why that is like do we think that those places are just better to visit those regions are better to visit or do we think that that's a bias of these publications that primarily cater to western readers probably a combination it might be easier to access and they know that their readers are probably more likely to go to europe or north america for vacation yeah i think that's probably Probably fair. I don't know how many people in, I don't know, Hong Kong are reading The Lonely Planet to find a good vacation spot. Yeah. I I don't know what their readership looks like. I don't know either. I mean, I know some of these are pretty 
broadly distributed. Like Forbes is really broadly distributed and Conde Nast Traveler is really broadly distributed. Um, you know, I, I've seen those magazines when we've gone into to shops in a lot of the cities that we've been to, but we've also been traveling primarily in Europe. Yeah. So I don't know. That's interesting. The next time that we do this, which will be next year. Yeah. <laughs> um, we might want to look at some other publications that are produced in other regions and cater to audiences in other regions. I think that might be interesting. Yeah, stay tuned for that update. Actually, that might be an interesting episode of just what sort of travel publications are most popular in different regions around the world. Yeah. I like that. So I was also looking at the publication specifically and I thought it was really inter- interesting. So Conan as Traveler has the fewest number of places on their list. It's 23 places. And they also have the most equal distribution in terms of regions around the world. So they had five places in North America, two in South America, five in Europe, three in Africa, two in Eastern Asia, two in Oceania, two in South Asia, and two in the Middle East. So... There is definitely more in North America and Europe, but, I mean, as far as that distribution goes, it's really pretty spread out and pretty yeah. even, which I thought was was cool. Meanwhile, Forbes and Travel and Leisure both really, really heavily lean on North America and Europe. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. I think it probably does say something about the readership, particularly Forbes. They don't have anything listed in Asia. Oh, they don't. You're right. Which I was really surprised by. It's it's 12 in North America, 20 in Europe, Jeez. 5 in South America, uh, 5 in the Middle East, which was surprising to me because the other publications had one or two places in the Middle East. So 5 is like a lot more comparatively. 4 in Africa and 4 in Oceania. Wow. And then nothing in Asia. <laughs> And I was like, oh, okay. So that very heavily leans on that that Western locations. Yeah. Which is interesting to me. Yeah. Did we have any other broad observations about the lists? Not necessarily an observation, but I did enjoy the way that they broke it up. Um, especially the food parts. Because, I mean, I love food. And when they have an entire section that says, hey, here's some of the best food in the world. I'm like, oh, yeah. Let's get into that. Yeah. <laughs> or um, was it Lonely Planet that had a section on, like, lear- like an entire learning yeah. category? So a couple of these broke them up, and a couple of them I don't think did. Mm-mm. So Lonely Planet, I think they did a really good job of breaking it up. They they basically created an entire website just for this list. Yeah. So when you go to this website, it says Best in Travel 2023 on it, nice big letters. And then it, oh, they did 30, 30 places. I think I said 25 earlier. I, I was think incorrect. so. Um, so 30 places. And they broke those 30 places up into five categories. So as you scroll down, they have each of those categories with a list of all of the places that are within that category. So you can get at a glance all 30 places that they're including in this list. And then when you click into those lists, they give you full itineraries for each location, which is really cool because you can just go to this itinerary and like have an entire plan for a vacation just like that at one of their recommended places for this year. So I thought that that was really cool. And they also have features on these places where they interview locals. It's a really comprehensive list. And again, it's like they did an entire website here with all of the information that you could possibly want. Yeah, it's very thorough. It's so thorough. And I love it. I love it so much. It's awesome. Some of the highlights of this list. Uh, They break it into the categories eat, journey, connect, learn, and unwind. Under eat, they have Lima, Peru, which I've been dying to go to Peru. Peru's been really high on my list of places to go. I really want to do the Inca Trail and uh, see the ruins there. Oh, my gosh. Especially Machu Picchu, but, you know, the other places, too. They also have Umbria, Italy, uh, Fukuoka, Japan, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, Montevideo, Uruguay, and South Africa. Uh, So, again, that's a pretty good distribution there. They've got South America, Europe, Eastern Asia, 
uh, South America again, and then Africa. I like the fact that it's like specific places in each of these countries and then just the whole of South Africa. The whole of South just Africa. Just the country of South Africa. Yeah. Go there and for food. That's kind of funny to me that because a lot of these lists do that. They'll do specific places. And then actually one of these lists has, um, it's a bunch of specific places. And then one of their places is like six different countries in Africa. <laughs> Like, that all just happened to be near each other. And so they're talking about that whole region. But I was like, really? You couldn't pick one? <laughs> okay. Any comments on these here? I haven't been to any of those places specifically, but mm-hmm. I will gladly eat my way across them. Yeah. I know I haven't been to any of these places specifically either. I mean, we've been to Italy. We've not been to Umbria, Italy. So I guess we have to go out of our way. <laughs> Okay, so it's a region in central Italy. It's not too far from Florence. It's kind of between Florence and Rome. It's like the dead middle of Italy, too. Yeah. Probably taking a train through it. Probably. But I've not stopped to eat anywhere. But I also imagine that if you eat at local places in Florence and Rome, you'd probably get similar food because they're quite close to that region. Yeah. So. And I've eaten in Florence and Rome, and the food is incredible. Yeah. It, that seems like a good plan for a trip, actually, if you were going to go to Rome or Florence to take a day trip into Umbria uh, in order to, you know, eat some of their food and do mm-hmm. some of that, which would be cool. Our friend just last night asked some of the best food that we've had so far. Street food here in Morocco is incredible. More on that later. <laughs> well, I was just going to say that the food in Italy was Still to die for and still yeah. my favorite thus far on our travels. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm really excited for France because I have a soft spot for French food. Oh, oh my God. That's fair. You know, this. my opinion might change. Yeah. Yeah. I'm obsessed with French food. I, I could just eat French food every day for the rest of my life and be totally happy. And I think it's interesting that they mentioned South Africa because another one of these lists later brings up Botswana. And uh, I think it's the Forbes list. And I thought it was interesting because in their description, they said the safaris in Botswana, you can find a a similar safari in neighboring countries such as South Africa for a lot cheaper. And I was like, then why are you recommending Botswana over South Africa? And they don't explain that either. They just say it's cheaper in neighboring countries. And I'm like, then why should I go to this one? They wanted to be unique. And so I think it's interesting that Lonely Planet says South Africa because apparently the safaris are cheaper there. Yeah. (laughs) And the food's good there. Uh, Okay, so then they had Journey, which they include Nova Scotia, Canada, uh, Bhutan, Parques Nacionales Naturales Colombia, which means Natural National Park of Colombia, Istanbul, the Sofia Train, Western Australia, and Zambia. Again, just these wide regions, but I guess you're journeying through them, so that's That fair. is the point, yeah, that they're they're saying that you are starting somewhere and then ending somewhere else, so they're not going to give you specific cities. I thought Nova Scotia, Canada was interesting because I've always thought of Nova Scotia as being kind of wilderness, punctuated with small little villages, you know, like fishing villages and stuff, which... I'm not sure how accurate that is. That's just always been my impression of Nova Scotia. But I just thought that was interesting. I guess that's a much quieter vacation if you just want to slow down, enjoy the enjoy the ride. The Istanbul to Sofia train, I think, is really interesting. Because I think that's a region that a lot of people kind of dismiss. Because it is more in Eastern Europe. But yeah, I think it could be really, really interesting. Because Sofia's in Bulgaria. So you're going up through, like, from Istanbul, which is the gateway between Asia and Europe, up through that eastern part into Bulgaria. And I know I would love to do that one day. I think that that would be quite an experience. Mm-hmm. Moving on to Connect. They mentioned Accra, Ghana, Albania, Sydney, Australia, Guyana, Boise, I- uh, Idaho in the United States. And Alaska in the United States, which for connecting, I totally agree. When I went there in my van, I I went in the summer and so many people come into Alaska in the summer, like the population like triples or quadruples. And you don't get seen as a tourist so much as part of the community because the community 
comes in the summer and then they leave for the winter. I mean, obviously some people stay year round, but in large parts, like that's, you're still part of the community, even though you're only there part time for a part of the year. So it's really easy to make friends, to settle into the community. I mean, I showed up in a town and they were like, oh, how long are you going to be here? And I'm like, I don't know, a few weeks. And they were like, hey, you want a job? (laughs) And I was like, sure, why not? And so I ended up working at the state fair in Fairbanks and, you know, made friends with a bunch of locals who were working there and stuff. And I got to experience the state fair as someone that you know was was working it and I got to try all the food and see all of the all the things that were displayed there and it was really really cool and so I definitely think Alaska is one of the best places you can go to to connect with people I enjoyed Albania yeah we were only in one city but the people were lovely everyone seemed very nice I'm sure if we'd spent more time there we probably could have found a community mm-hmm. everyone seemed pretty welcoming there yeah um yeah, I think Albania is a little hard because it's an extremely difficult language. That is very true. Yeah. The effort is what matters. Yeah, people are friendly, but I, I don't know how much... I don't know. I I feel like we didn't meet a lot of people who spoke enough English that we could have really gotten to know them. I guess we'll have to go back and find out. Sydney, Australia is an interesting one to me because a lot of times I think it's difficult in big cities to connect with people. And so I'm wondering if there's a an attitude in Sydney that is different than other large cities or like how, why that one made the list. It says visual wow factor, scratch the service and only gets better. I'm wondering if it has more to do with the sites than people. In the sense that uh, there's a lot of cultural heritage in Sydney. And I know Australia tries pretty hard to um, emphasize and promote Aboriginal history and culture. And so I wonder if that's why they picked it for Connect is because you can access a lot of that there. And there's good museums and like Sydney Opera House. Again, the culture aspect. Yeah, there's a ton of things a person can connect to when traveling. The culture, the food, themselves, other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that might be why they picked Sydney, Australia. But I just thought that was an interesting one. Yeah. For Learn, they said New Mexico, uh, United States, El Salvador, Dresden, Germany, Marseille, France, Manchester, United Kingdom, and Southern Scotland. I'm all for going to Southern Scotland. <laughs> well, and as you were saying with um, in Sydney, the reason New Mexico is on that list is because of the indigenous people there. Mm. Um, the strong heritage and cultural aspects that you can learn from and connect with and enjoy while you're visiting. Which is cool. Yeah. Very cool. There's a lot of interesting places in New Mexico, too. Yeah. Worth visiting. Worth visiting. Dresden. Oh, my God. Everyone should go to Dresden. Dresden's awesome. It's so cool. There's a really impressive castle there. It's just, it's a beautiful town, and it's really just steeped in, like, the the traditional German culture and the food's awesome. Um, I loved Dresden. I was only, I was only there for a short time because it was a little trip during my uh, exchange year, but it's a really, really cool city. Marseille's nice too. So, and for learning, yeah, I, again, there's a lot of like sites to see in, in I think all of these places they listed. Well, specifically El Salvador was about the surfing. Oh, that's cool. Like, yeah. just learning how to surf? Well, it's a great place for experts and for beginners. Oh. Yeah, that's why it's in the learning category. That's nice. Yeah. I've always wanted to learn to surf. Apparently, it's a great place to do it. Okay, and the last category on this list is unwind. And for that, they have Dominica, which is an island in the Caribbean. Halkidiki, Greece. Jamaica. Uh, Jordan. Malta. Raja Ampat, Indonesia. No surprises there, except I'm a little surprised by Jordan, honestly. I am a little surprised by Jordan. Because I I typically wouldn't think of Jordan as being a place to, like, unwind. But then again, I don't know that much about Jordan. Though we actually have a friend who was living in Jordan for quite a while as a um, missionary. And she raved about it. She loved Jordan. 
Safe haven in a region of conflict, says Lonely Planet. Jordan has delighted visitors for centuries with its world heritage sites, friendly towns, and inspiring desert landscapes. I don't know if I would call that as an unwind place, though, because I'm going to want to go see this massive, you know, ruins and, like, go for hikes through these cool red canyons and stuff like that. That feels more to me like an explorer than a unwind. Yeah personally. I mean, Petra's there. Yeah. <laughs> it's not exactly the most uh, relaxing location. No. Yeah. Again, I want to visit stuff. I want to go to Petra. Um, I want to go to like these old citadels and uh, walking through these canyons. Like, it just seems like there's so many cool things to do there. I'm not going to sit back and put my feet up. It definitely seems like they have a place you to get your steps in. Yeah. Not so much the relaxing on the beach or in a spa. I'm sure you can do that there. I'm just saying I would I would struggle to do that there. I'd rather go ride the camels. Yes. I would much rather go on a camel ride. <laughs> uh, but the rest of these, I think, are they make total sense to me. Yeah. Again, islands in the Caribbean, uh, an island in Greece. Islands. Yeah. Malta's <laughs> another island in the Mediterranean. Yeah, Raja Ampat, Indonesia, again, an island. <laughs> like, all these places are like, just go sit on the beach, guys. <laughs> what they're doing is they're making sure you're paying attention. They're throwing in some, you know, like, oh, yeah, of course that is. But wait, why Jordan? What's, yeah. they're, they're making sure you're paying attention to their list. <laughs> yeah. But again, I love this list because of the itineraries and the depth that they go into. They do interviews. They have articles associated with all these places. It's really useful if you're trying to actively plan something. Okay, Conan asked Traveler, one of my key takeaways on this one, uh, they mentioned the central California coast. And Forbes also mentions Encinitas, which I know isn't exactly central California, but it is California coast. And Travel and Leisure gives a nod to San Luis Obispo County. And the things that these magazines mentioned was that wine country has always been popular, but the last few years have revamped the old towns in this region particularly. So it's still somewhat quiet for the moment because not a lot of people have been paying attention to it, but they think it's really up and coming. And so this is probably the year to go there. Yeah, with all the snow they're getting this uh, winter, that should be pretty lush. Oh, yeah, it should be pretty lush. So that'll be nice, too, instead of the dry, cracked, <laughs> starving for any type of water we've had the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they also mention Auckland, New Zealand, which I think Auckland's in a couple of other places on these lists as well. Uh, something will probably come up. Uh, British Columbia, Canada, which is just always stunning. I'll always recommend BC. Egypt, which, again, I don't, some of the things on these lists, I'm like, okay, but why this year in particular? Yeah. Because Egypt, like, everybody wants to go see the Great Pyramids at some point in their lives. So if that's kind of one of those things that just is always on everybody's list, why in particular should you go this year? Yeah, like with the California um, wine country... It's up and coming specifically this year. Now is a good time to go yeah. for reasons listed. Or like kind of the same thing with British Columbia. I'm like, why this year in particular? Um, I guess there's some new wilderness resorts uh, in British Columbia that they were recommending. And then for Egypt, a far more hopeful period is afoot after a decade of upheaval, they say. Okay, that's a good reason to go. And this year marked the centennial of the discovery of Tutankhamun's tomb, King Tut. Egypt hosts the United Nations Climate Summit this year. Long-laid plans will finally come to fruition in the year ahead, says Conan Nast. The Grand Egyptian Museum is set to open this year, which is kind of a big deal because one of the, I mean, I, I don't know who's been paying attention to the museum arguments around the world but there's been this push to return artifacts to places where they originally came from and one of the arguments that the you know more western museums have made is that well a lot of these places don't have like museums that are equipped to handle like these kinds of displays and exhibits so the opening of this museum is a big deal because it's basically egypt saying hey look we have a place for it now 
So give it back. Give it back, please. We'd like we'd like our things back. And it's going to have a lot of priceless items, uh, including objects from King Tut's tomb. That's the reason why this is a good time to go. So also on this list, we have Galilee, Israel, Kenya, the whole country. So Loire Valley, France, uh, which hopefully we'll be able to visit while we're living in France. So we will report back on that. Marrakesh, Morocco, which is another highlight of this list for me because... That's where we are right now. <laughs> uh, so we went to Marrakesh in the year that they said to go to Marrakesh. Yay for us. Which they say that there's new Riyadhs in the city. Uh, desert stays are really big right now. And art and design exhibits in the city are awesome. And that's the reasons to go now. Which we're not staying in Riyadh. We're staying in an apartment in a residential area. So, so much for that. Sometimes your budget is your budget. There's some... Um, fancy sort of glamping situations going on here, I guess, which I don't know if we're going to do that either because we're going to do a trip into the desert, but it's not going to be that. The new Mont des Arts de la Parure showcases 3,000 pieces of jewelry, ornaments, and textiles from more than 50 countries, says Conan asked, which is definitely something that we're going to check out and we'll report back on. Mm -hmm. uh, Museum of African Contemporary Art Almada uh, is another exhibition that's going on right now our land just like a dream explores traditional moroccan creative knowledge which is cool works made exclusively in marrakesh through july 2023 another thing that we will check out and report back on i don't know i'm kind of excited that like we went to the place on the list in the year they told us to go to the place on the list <laughs> and that's one thing i do like about the connie nast traveler list so for one thing they've narrowed it down to 23 places which means they put a lot of thought into why those places specifically and they do tell you why this is the year to go to those places some of the um lists here there's not really an explanation why this is the year for that like the forbes one was driving me crazy because they're just like here these places and i'm like why and they're like just because it's nice i'm like there are nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine other places in the world that are you know great to go to why this one and why now? Yeah. You know, and Conan Astro tells you, they, they give you reasons about things that are going on this year that make it special, which I like. We also have Melides, Portugal, Memphis, Tennessee, uh, Mendoza, Argentina, Mustang, Nepal, Alante Tambo, Peru, which you'll notice this is the second time that Peru's been mentioned, Queensland, Australia, Sharia, United Arab Emirates, uh, Srinagar, India, Taiwan, Turks and Caicos, Vienna, Wales, Western Japan, Yucatan Peninsula, Mexico, and Zamora, Spain. You get just all of Taiwan. Just... Yeah, well, Taiwan's not that big. It just cracks me up. Just the, you know, some of them are very specific and then just Taiwan. Yeah. I, the thing that concerns me about Taiwan and I like this might just be some paranoia but some of the places on this list or on these lists I there's other ones that pop up later I worry about the current climate in terms of international relations and whether it's you know really the best time to go because, like, for what's, what's going on right now, you know, with Russia having invaded Ukraine and more or less getting away with it. Like, they haven't won the war, but, like, aside from some sanctions, nothing's been done about it. Which sends a message to other countries in similar situations that they can do this sort of thing and get away with it. And... Top of mind is the situation with China and Taiwan. They've been wanting to get Taiwan back under their purview for a long time now. In fact, they've been telling the entire world that Taiwan is under their purview, um, that it is part of China. Given what's going on right now, it seems like it might be an opportune time for them to make a move if they were going to. So I wonder if it's really the best time to go to Taiwan. But maybe do it now before China does move on it. <laughs> yeah, but I I just I wonder about I, about that. Yeah. Um, and I love Taiwan. I I mean I've never been, but I have a lot of friends from Taiwan from my exchange year, and um, I mean they're 
wonderful people. Like they're some of the kindest people I've ever met. And I think that you should go visit and you should support Taiwan. I just, I wonder if it's necessarily the best time to do that given the world climate. I guess, you know, support it while you can. If you can support it now, that might help Taiwan in the long run, as opposed to waiting until it's, quote, safer or the political climate has changed. Might be too late, whereas your support now could make a difference. Currently, the United States State, State, State Department says it's perfectly safe to go there. So if anything changes, then, you know, I would just keep an eye on that. I would pay attention to that if you are planning a trip to Taiwan. All right, so the Forbes list, one thing of note about this list is that they include a rewards spotlight for each location on their list. So if you are somebody that likes credit card rewards or has a lot of airline miles or you know, you're part of a hotel chain rewards program, uh, this might be a good list to look at because they give you the tips on how to use those, those points and those rewards in the best way. Though some of these recommendations do confuse me, this is the list that had the recommendation for Botswana. And they said that similar safaris in countries like South Africa are cheaper and don't explain why they're recommending Botswana over South Africa. Was that brought up in the trips highlight or in the um, reward spotlight? Mm, I mean, they say that because it's more expensive, it's a good place to use your rewards. Hmm. But... At the same time, it's like, but if it's cheaper in the other place, why are you recommending this one? Anyway, some of the places on this list, they mentioned Armenia, which is another one that I'm like, you might want to keep an eye on how safe that is because Armenia was formerly part of the Soviet Union. And with Russia's current approach to places that were formerly part of the Soviet Union, <laughs> you just might want to keep an eye on that uh, if you're planning a trip there. Athens, Georgia, which again, it's like, I, they say it's a great college town. And I'm like, cool. Why is this the year to go to this place? <laughs> it says it has a museum of art. But again, I'm like, well, why is this the year to go to this place? <laughs> there are a couple of acclaimed breweries to try out. Are those going anywhere? Probably are not. Are they new? Why is this the year to go to this place? Hmm. But hey, if you like beer. I guess go to Athens, Georgia. Yeah, they have um, <laughs> they have a quote beer trail that hits um, six breweries with a free pint glass to commem commemorate your trip. Hoo hoo! How fun! <laughs> but again, is that something that's only happening this year? I don't think so. They don't say that it is. So I, that's just why I'm like, why this? Why this place this year? I don't know. Actually, you know, it's kind of ironic about the Botswana. Hmm. Um, I was like, oh, maybe they've got special deals with rewards they don't in fact they very specifically say it isn't the easiest destination to use your rewards <laughs> in fact it might be easier um to use your miles to fly into johannesburg south africa first why are you recommending botswana then <laughs> like <laughs> so it's easier to use your miles to fly into south africa and the safaris are cheaper in south africa despite being the same quality yeah <laughs> so why are you going to botswana yeah, and I, I really can't read anything. I, it doesn't I mean, list. nothing against Botswana. I'm sure Botswana is a lovely place to go. It's just more of like, why is it on the list why if it's it not special? List? Yeah. Or yeah. not specific to this year or not. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know. I just, this list does not really do a good job of explaining why they picked the places they picked. I kind of feel like they just went, hmm, what are some places we can pick that aren't going to be on anybody else's list? Because really, Armenia, Athens, Georgia? <laughs> like... Baku, Azerbaijan, Bankso, Bulgaria. Not like Sofia, Bulgaria or anything. No, Bankso, Bulgaria. I just, I kind of feel like they went through this and they were like, hmm, what's not going to be on anyone else's list? Let's pick all of those places. And then we'll just come up with reasons why later. Yeah. They also mention, so we covered Botswana, Bucharest, Romania, which actually I would love to go to Bucharest. I've heard it's gorgeous and I'd love to visit Transylvania just to say I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Romania seems really cool. I had a friend from Romania on my exchange year, and she spoke very highly of, of it. Canary Islands, Spain. Carcassonne, France. 
which we will absolutely be going there. Because I said, if you're going to go there, you should fly into Toulouse, which is wow. where we're going to be living. Perfect. So, yeah. And Carcassonne sounds uh, really cool. They have one of the oldest, like, in fully intact castles. Uh, and it just, it really seems fun. Chesky Kumlov in Chechia. Uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, as opposed to, you know, Nashville or Memphis are recommending Chattanooga. Again, this uh, this things like this, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure you just picked the place that you didn't think anybody else was going to pick. But don't worry, it's still Tennessee, just a different part of Tennessee. Yeah. Colorado Springs, Colorado. Corsica, Cortina di Ampezzo, Italy. Uh, Curacao, Cyprus. It's the Island of Cats? Because we haven't seen cats in every single place we've been so far. And we thought it was funny when we got to Zagreb and we had a bunch of cats walking around and they had built like little cat shelters and had food bowls out for them. There were cats in our backyard. We were fascinated. We were like, yay, cats. Yeah. And we've enjoyed that. We thought we'd seen a lot of cats before. Now, Marrakesh is overrun Overrun. with cats. It's still fun because... They're cats, and I love cats. They are everywhere. And they're a little rough looking. Yeah, they're a little rough. The cats they're, here. They're definitely... Because, like, I, there's cats everywhere in um, Italy. There's cats everywhere in Albania. There's cats everywhere in Montenegro. Like, everywhere we've been so far, there's cats. Yeah, Greece. Everywhere. I've seen them all over the place. Everywhere. Not So, like I this. think it's hilarious that they're like, oh, go to Cyprus because it's the island of cats. What? <laughs> what? That's not a reason to go there. It's honestly more concerning because... With the amount of cats we have here, if this is not an island, though. if this isn't the city of cats, this, <laughs> I'm a little concerned about the island of cats. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so there is marine life with sea turtles, which is nice, but also Cyprus. I don't know. I was reading up on Cyprus because I was thinking that might be a good place for us to go to get out of the Shenzhen area, and everything I read just said it's not the safest place to go. Yeah. Like, yeah, make sure you stay on the correct side of the island. Yeah, yeah. And even then, like, there's just a lot of tensions there between the 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 territorial who owns what. Yeah. And I just, everything I read was like, yeah, you're fine if you stay on the right side of the island, but it's not the safest place to go. And so, you know, you can go there, absolutely. And it is technically safe, but I just, I ended up dismissing it because I was like, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if I would go for a long trip to Cyprus, but I don't know. I just was, I don't know. Our dear friend Maya went for like a long weekend. Yeah, that's fair. And I know plenty of people have gone and it was fine, but I did a lot of, I did a lot of research on it and it, it seems safer to go to Morocco than Cyprus for whatever that's worth. Yeah. <laughs> Edinburgh, Scotland, which I will always forever <laughs> recommend. That place, it's like walking through a fairy tale. It's incredible. Encinitas, California. El Palmar de Vejer, Spain. I feel like I was saying that with a French accent again. Uh, Erding, Germany. I don't even know where that is. <laughs> like, I lived in Germany for a year. I know a lot of the major cities. I mean, I don't know all of them, obviously, but like, it's not. It just, it, that's one of those things that I'm like, did you just pick the places that you thought no one else would pick? Looks like a little village outside of Munich. Little village outside of Munich. Okay. Or a little region. Apparently it's closer to the Munich airport than Munich itself. Hmm. I mean, it looks adorable. They do have the world's largest brewery of wheat beers. So again, if you like beer, this is one for you. Um... Okay, it's also it. home to the largest thermal spa in the world. Okay, I'll go there. Sure. I thought the biggest one was in Budapest, but I guess not. Plus, you'll see a side of Bavaria most foreigners skip right over. I do recommend if you're going to Bavaria, get out of the, the big cities because, like, the small towns and villages in Bavaria are a whole different world to, like, Munich or um, Regensburg. Okay, uh, Florianopolis, Brazil, which I actually have a friend who lives there, so I'm all for that one. I'll go there. I'll go visit my friend. Sure. Um, shout out to Guy. <laughs> Gaiman, Argentina. Hawking Hills, Ohio. Really? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's lovely. I'm sure it's lovely. I just, this list just baffles me. <laughs> it's like the weirdest list of places to go ever. 
I'm of the mind that everywhere is worth visiting once. Every single town on this entire planet is worth visiting once. Now, am I actually going to pull that off? No. There's too many places to go. But I just, when you're concocting a list of the best places to visit this year, like, give me a reason. Why? Because there are so many places to go. Honestly, the, Why the, main, ones? the main reason that they even give for this specific spot is because, and I quote, it's Ohio's prettiest spot. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Why? Yeah. Um, it's got hemlock forests and uh, outdoor wonderland, but that doesn't tell us like why this year is important or yeah, what about this area is special compared to any other you know well forested and pretty areas that yeah. exist. Not just in. It's very Ohio. general. Yeah. It's okay. Izmir, Turkey, Kanab, Utah, uh, Ljubljana, Slovenia. I'm all that was. We really enjoyed Ljubljana. Oh my god, it's loved it. Gorgeous. Uh, it's gorgeous. It's affordable. Totally recommend Ljubljana. But again, why this year? I don't know. It is very accessible. So mm-hmm. maybe that could be, I don't know how new that infrastructure is. Mm-hmm. Um, but they seem to be really, really expanding their um, accessibility. Uh, Lübeck, Germany, which is another town that I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. Um, Madeira, uh, Malta. Marathon, Florida, which again, Marathon, Florida. <laughs> it just, I, this list baffles me. I really feel, okay, I'm going to stop repeating myself. Mauritania, they also mention Mauritius, which I think is interesting because Mauritania and Mauritius are on opposite sides of Africa. Uh, like exact opposite. Like Mauritania is the country on that like Western hump of Africa that's like as far west, the westernmost point, unless you count Cape Verde, but... Um, yeah. And then Mauritius is an island on the other side of, um, Madagascar. So mm-hmm. we're literally as far apart from each other as you can get while still being in Africa. <laughs> Although Mauritius is the safest, um, country in Africa. That's cool. And safest country for women in Africa. Very cool. Yeah. I'm all for that. And it's an island paradise. Yeah. So, you know. Sold. I'll go to Mauritius. Medellin, Colombia. Uh, Molde, Norway, which I'm totally probably mispronouncing that, and I apologize. Morea, French Polynesia. Okefenokee National Wildlife Refuge in Georgia. Page, Arizona. Porto, Portugal. We made friends in Montenegro who really loved uh, Porto. Maya said she liked Porto, too, in our interview from last week. Hey, go listen to that episode if you haven't listened to it yet. Uh, Punta del Diablo, Uruguay, Qatar, New Zealand, Sao Miguel, Azores, uh, Saudi Arabia, Sete, France. I keep I, I, <laughs> with the accents. Like, I don't know, you guys. Um, the Seychelles, Skopje, North Macedonia, which that's a weird one. That's a really... Uh, so they, they even say Skopje has probably rarely been recommended as a vacation spot. St. Albans, West Virginia. Tasmania, Australia. Torres Strait Islands, Australia. And Vancouver Island. I don't know how I feel about this list. It's, I think it's lackluster. It's I, lackluster. Mostly because they don't give you particular reasons mm. why this place, why this time. Yeah. As opposed to any of the other amazing places you could go in the world right now. It just seems, like you said, like they picked places that weren't on anyone else's lists. Yeah. Even if it was, you know, instead of saying Memphis, Tennessee, like the other list did, we're going to say Chattanooga. Yeah. And then they don't explain why. No. Except that it's not Memphis. Yeah. It's not They literally say in that one, they say it's not Nashville and it's not Memphis, but it's still good. (laughs) Ta-da. <laughs> it's like, okay, you're really selling it to me here. <laughs> so I think that this the Forbes list, if you're looking for a specific way to use your rewards, yeah, check that one out. It's worth a look. But I think compared to the first two that we've looked at, the Lonely Planet and the Conan Ass Traveler, it's like, don't bother. Yeah, <laughs> if you're looking for inspiration on your vacation, I don't think the Forbes is quite what you're looking for. Yeah, I think the Coney Ice Traveler gives you a lot of interesting locations with good reasons why you should go to those places this year specifically. And the Lonely Planet one gives you great 
itineraries for all the locations on the list. So I think that those are better planning tools than the Forbes one. Okay, our last list that we're gonna be looking at here is travel and leisure. They have also divided their list into categories. Apparently it's the first time they've done so. So their first category is for cultural riches. We like to point out that this list has 50 places on it. Yeah. It's a lot of places. It's a lot. So they say Alexandria, Virginia, uh, Cairo and the Nile, which we've talked about Egypt a little bit already. City, Nevada. I thought this one was really cool because, hey, guys, we're from Nevada in case anyone was unsure about that. (laughs) And I had no idea that this was a thing that was happening, but now I really want to go see it. So City is the name of a contemporary artwork, the single largest contemporary artwork in the world. Uh, They've been working on this for 50 years. It's made out of dirt, rock, and concrete. And it was conceived by a guy named Michael Heitzer. And it's a joint effort between art institutions around the country. It's in the Basin and Range National Monument, which basically means it's in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) But... I just think that's so cool. I like that the largest contemporary artwork in the world is in Nevada. In the middle of the desert. The middle of the desert in Nevada. Because they, they posted a picture to the website and there, I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing there. For miles. I mean, yeah. there are mountains, but there's nothing else. There's just, it's just desert. desert. Yeah. Which is still pretty cool, but I find yeah. that very funny. That's like, come out to the middle of nowhere to come see that. I think yeah. that's pretty cool. And they've been working on this for 50 years. Yeah. 50, five zero, guys, yeah. not 15. It is by reservation only, so jump on that. Then they've got Havana, Cuba, which when I read that one, I was kind of like, hmm. Because I, know, I thought their reasoning for why to go there this year was a little lackluster. They basically said that it's still really difficult to get there, but you can do it. And I was like, I don't know, why why jump through all of the hoops when there's other great places to go? I mean, you've got 50 on your list. I feel like this is one that maybe we could have. I don't know. It does have a lot of, I mean, the main reason is to support the Cuban people. Like, what? But they also say specifically that you have to be really careful about what you do there in order to support the Cuban people. Yeah. Because, you know, the... Just going there isn't enough to do it because the government doesn't really take care of them. Like, I'm I'm all for supporting the Cuban people. Uh, Tangier, Morocco, which I don't think we're going to make it to Tangier, and that makes me a little sad. Yeah. Lakes region, Turkey, the United Kingdom. So Travel and Leisure, they named the United Kingdom the destination of the year. And the reason that they did that is because of the transition of power right now. So they're saying there's... Something historically happening there this year that if you go there, you're going to witness history happening. And you're not, like, it's, that's exclusive to this year. Venice, which I get why that's on the list because we're all a little unsure how long Venice is going to be here. Going to last. And I know that they've been working really, really hard to figure out ways to preserve it. Uh, So, hey, maybe it's forever, but in case it's not, you might want to put that on your list sooner rather than later. Okay, the next section, for the food and wine, which (laughs) I'm always down to go somewhere for the wine. Athens, Greece, Central Florida, which I thought was interesting. Though I seem to remember when I read about that, they said it was for some food festivals going on. There are 14 Michelin uh, accolades. Oh, okay. So Orlando and Tampa um, were awarded together 14 Michelin accolades in 2022. And last year, the Michelin released its first ever guidebook to Florida restaurants. So that definitely indicates that Florida is kind of up and coming on the food scene, which is Mm kind of cool. You know, Disney is the new Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Um, and 50th other, anniversary celebrations. Yeah, other things, Disney and... Which actually, the, the 50th anniversary celebrations are ending this month. So if you haven't been there yet, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a little late to plan plan that trip unless you're 
right there. Right there. Okay, the Jura of France. <clears throat> that region's pretty far north, so I don't know if we're going to make it up there, but hopefully when we are in France, we'll be able to try some of their wines because apparently the wines in that region don't get exported. So you have to go to France to try them. I can track down some good wine. Yeah. Uh, San Luis Obispo County, California, which we talked about that a little bit already. And Victoria, Australia. For big city thrills, Copenhagen, Denmark, Houston, Texas, Madrid, Spain. Hey, guys, we're back to Tennessee. This time it's Nashville. <laughs> this time it's Nashville. Yeah. Or you could go to Chattanooga. Or you could go to Memphis. Yeah. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Though, I, I mean, Nashville and Memphis are very different places. They are. I just find it funny how often this has been mentioned. That, yeah, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So apparently that Tennessee is a good place to go this year. And I really liked when I visited Nashville. I thought mm-hmm. it was a really fun city. I just think it's funny how many times it's been listed. Mentioned. Yeah. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, San Francisco, California, and Seoul, South Korea. For moments on the water, Cape Verde, the Gambia, Ghana, and Guinea-Bissau are all one thing. That's the part that I was mentioning earlier where I was like, they just mentioned a bunch of countries that are near each other in Africa and called it good. Which I think it's funny that they mentioned the Gambia, but not Senegal. Because you can't, I mean, the Gambia is like a little strip in the middle of Senegal. And then they mentioned all the things next to it, but not, I was like... Okay, sure. Coastal Ecuador, the Explorer 1 or the Explorer the 1st. Uh, this is a ship and it looks really, really cool. I was looking into this. Brand new cruise ship with lots of amenities and it looks really cool. And they're going to be going to some cool places. 18 restaurants and bars, mm-hmm. a spa. It's massive. That's brand new this year. And I think I saw they were going to do Northwest Passage, but I could be wrong about that. Greenland is on this list. Hvar, Croatia, which Hvar is one of the um, islands in Croatia. That's supposed to be stunning. We didn't actually make it out there, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah. Every time someone's, you know, we mentioned to someone we were going to be in Croatia, they're like, are you going to Hvar? We're like, no. Or Brach. It's Hvar or Brach. Yeah. Yeah, Those two. And then the last one for Moments on the Water is the Path of Totality, because there's going to be a total eclipse on April 20th of this year. So if you haven't made your plans for that yet, you might be a little like It's going to cross the Indian Ocean, Western Australia, Indonesia, and East Timor, or Timor-Leste. Most of that is going to be over the water. So there's definitely like cruises and ships that are going specifically to like underneath the path of the totality for people to see it, which I'm guessing those are all totally booked out. Probably by now, yeah. Yeah. Okay, for fresh air and nature, you have Andorra. Which we might get to go to. Yes, I'm hoping we will. The entire article, though, was just going on and on about the skiing. And I was like, (laughs) we're probably going to go in May, which is right after their ski season closes. (laughs) (laughs) And I love to ski, so I was very disappointed by that. But Asheville, North Carolina. There's a brand new glamping collective that is open. It's a 160-acre site Mm. with domed pods and glass cabins, which we talked about as an experience to have in one of our previous episodes. Episode 10. Yeah. Yep. And so if you liked that episode and you wanted to try out glamping, Asheville, North Carolina, brand new spot to do that. And it looks really, really cool. Yeah, it does. Ice and Chile, which Ice and looked... Interesting because uh, it's a, like, Patagonia National Park. And we all know Patagonia because of the brand. Yeah. <laughs> but if you want to go where that brand is really, really useful, you can go to Patagonia. Yeah. Yeah. With a lot of conservation efforts and education um, efforts as well. The Hudson Valley, New York. Lower Zambezi National Park, Zambia. Another one with the safaris. But this safari is on a river. Ooh. I feel like that might be better than just venturing through the... Savannah. Savannah. Because animals like to go to the water. True. Although then you're, you know, got hippos coming after you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But you're on safari, so hopefully they know to avoid the hippos. I mean, I hope so. <laughs> In the same way that they're avoiding lions. <laughs> that is what you're paying them for, right? To not get dead? Yeah. To come close to the things that want to kill you, but not be killed. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of the point. I feel like. 
Prince Edward Island, Canada, Tanzania. So high-speed internet was installed at the top of Mount Kilimanjaro this past August. I love that. You can get Wi-Fi on Mount Kilimanjaro. What even? (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) So it's the latest example of a new era, says Travel and Leisure, which is pretty exciting. They also have the first woman of color and first Muslim to lead the country. Yeah. Yeah, right now, which is really, really cool. And she's really heading towards the future. That's fantastic for them. I'm very proud. Uttar Pradesh, India, which I think that's the only time that India is on any of these lists, which kind of surprised me. Yeah, I'm a little surprised. A little surprised, but... COVID-19 case is now under control, it says. So that's a good reason to go now. Honestly, their food. Mm. Mm -hmm. Killer. Yeah, killer. Okay, uh, next section is for beach vibes. And we've got Bermuda. Bahama, come pretty mama. Kilago, Montego, baby, why don't we go? Okay, you all to wanted... To the Cayman Islands. Oh, wait. That's, that's the next on the list. That's, that's not, the next on the list. That's not the that's lyrics. That's not the lyrics. <laughs> that was real smooth, though. Thanks. Except that now they have to listen to us sing. Sorry. <laughs> Unless you guys want to offer us a record deal. <laughs> it keeps getting easier to visit the Caymans, says Travel and Leisure. Oh, my parents are going to be stoked. They love the Caymans. The Caymans are, I mean, honestly, talk about relaxation. Yeah. And great places uh, for scuba diving. Mm-hmm. Coastal Uruguay, Guadalupe, which is an island in the Caribbean, the Jersey Shore, New Jersey, for anybody wanting to relive the, uh, you know, 2000s, <laughs> 2000s show. This is beach vibes. It's, the Jersey Shore is beach vibes for sure. To be fair, they do say the real thing is quite different from TV. George Stefano told Travel and Leisure. Apparently it's quite different. Yeah. But they do have Atlantic City, which, you know, Vegas for the East Coast. Yeah. Basically. Mm-hmm. Maui, Hawaii. My oh. parents are currently in Maui. Really? How are they liking it? The- oh, it's a miserable time. They're just, they're yeah. hating it, you know, especially with all the snow back home. Hawaii has been kind of reworking how tourism impacts it. Yeah. So they're trying to find more balance, and that is causing some changes. But I'm wondering how noticeable those changes are to tourists. I'll have to ask. Riviera Maya, Mexico. Riviera Nayarit, Mexico. Mm. So we've got two separate Rivieras. What, where, what is the difference? Oh, so one of them is in the stretch of the Yucatan Peninsula. The first one, Riviera Maya, Yucatan Peninsula. And the other is on the Pacific coast. Hmm. Between Puerto Vallarta and the beach town of San Blas. Cool. Apparently there's a lot of things opening up in those areas. A lot of resorts and stuff. Apparently there's a new project in Maya, uh, Riviera Maya on the Yucatan. A train project that is connecting... Several cultural and historic sites, including Chichen Itza, which is cool. I want to go to Chichen Itza. I'm going to put that on the list, too. Okay. For a look at the future, Bhutan, which for, I think a lot of people probably don't know where Bhutan is. It's kind of next to Nepal between India and China. Uh, Boten Vientiane Railway, Laos. Probably butchering that, too. So many of these things, I'm like, I don't know how to pronounce this. So, that's a new cross-country railroad. Cool. Which, yeah, it's, I guess, a new way to travel South Asia or Southeastern Asia. Kyoto, Japan. A lot of the places on this list, they cite them as it's a good time to go because they've reopened recently. Mm. Which I think is interesting because hasn't everything reopened recently? (laughs) Isn't that kind of just a world phenomenon? But they have a festival that's set to return in full force in July in Kyoto. It's called the Gion Matsuri Festival. The event was first held in 869. Casual. Jeez, that is cool. Said to be Japan's biggest festival. Okay, I'll give them that. That's a reason to go. That seems cool. That's pretty awesome. Another new option is Garia Neo Castle Kyoto with 25 rooms set amid lush greenery. In front of Neo Castle, a UNESCO World Heritage Site, says Travel and Leisure. That sounds great. I, you know, recommend that. Also, if you go there, get back to us. Tell us how it was. Yes, please. 
New Zealand has at last dropped all travel restrictions. So they just put the whole of New Zealand on there, which so, no, it's come up again. <laughs> yeah, come up, come up again. But pretty big country. Like some of these other places specified. Tiahuapo, Tahiti. Why is that on the list for, for look to the future? Oh, it's going to take center stage during the 2024 Paris Olympics. Cool. That is really cool, despite being 900 or 9,800 miles from Paris. Unless you're planning to compete, says Travel and Leisure, the year ahead is the ideal time for a closer look because the world's attention before the world's attention turns to the South Pacific. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay, then we've got Victoria, British Columbia, which is just stunning. So stunning. Then we've got Vienna. Again. Which I love Vienna. Vienna's great. I love Vienna. It's the 150th anniversary of Vienna's World Fair this year, which is the reason to go now. Uh, and that's it. That's all we got. Yeah. <laughs> Having gone through all these lists, what are some of our key takeaways here? I think even though they do these lists every year, there are some places that are just kind of always going to be on the list, Mm -hmm. either like officially or just personally, places that you're always going to want to visit. Yeah. So it's good to look at these lists to keep an eye out for things you may not have known were coming and maybe prioritize, you know, a certain festival or a museum opening um, this time around as opposed to a different vacation. Yeah. I think that, you know, there are some places that we like to go back to because they're comforting or, you know, we just really, really enjoy them. Uh, we don't feel like we've gotten enough of them yet. But I also think that if you're not looking at, you know, what's going on around the world, then you're going to miss some really great opportunities. And I think that some of these less do better job of that than others like i feel like this last list too the travel and leisure one does a pretty good job of explaining why this year and looking at specific things that are happening this year you know they include things like the total solar eclipse they include things like city nevada the art installation things that are not necessarily specific destinations, but are ex- exclusive to this year or somehow specifically important this year. So I think it's a re- that Travel and Leisure is a really great list for that. And then I love these Conan Ask Traveler and, and Lonely Planet lists too for planning purposes. Yeah, I really liked the Lonely Planet list. Mm-hmm. I thought it was simple, good reasons. Other than the itineraries, it was fairly bare bones. It gave you just why is it worth it? Mm-hmm. And I really liked that. I also think it's you know, important to cross-reference because obviously a lot of these places overlapped Mm -hmm. and you can do better research when you know that like that these places are hitting again and again and you should probably prioritize those over other places you may want to go. I totally agree. I thought something I was definitely looking for was anything that popped up repeatedly. But I was surprised that there wasn't a lot of overlap. I mean, even when most of these lists mentioned Australia. But they all mention different parts of Australia. And, you know, Australia is big enough that just, you know, mentioning different parts of it is vastly different. As opposed to visiting Florida or Tennessee, where you could probably hit enough of those things in a two-week span to make the trip worth it to hit, you know, a couple different cities and trying out the different places that were listed on different Yeah, um, well, I even just mean that, I even just mean that, like, recommending Western Australia is very different than recommending Victoria, Australia. Right. Despite both of them mentioning Australia, it's they're not mentioning the same place. No. There's very little actual overlap where they are specifically mentioning the same place, which I was really surprised by. I figured that if you're assessing best places to go in a given year, there's probably some sort of criteria that would cause some of these places to be listed on multiple lists, and they weren't. So that makes me wonder, how are you determining <laughs> your places to go for the year? And again, I felt that travel and leisure kind of did the best job of specifically looking at what is important this year. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, the Forbes, I don't really know why they bothered. <laughs> yeah, 
Step it up, Forbes. Come on, you can do better. I feel like it was more of places that you can use your travel awards this year as opposed to best places to go in 2023. Yeah. Which I still find funny because, like, Botswana. Like, they're like, yeah, you should do that. Except going to South Africa would probably be easier and cheaper and you could use more of your... Um, rewards. Yeah. That's why I didn't say best places to use your rewards this year. I said places to use your <laughs> rewards this year. Come on, Forbes. Step it up. But I liked doing this because it brought a lot of things to my attention that I had no idea about. Like, we're from Nevada, and I didn't know that this art installation thing was a thing. Yeah, let alone been, you know, in the process for the last 50 years. Yeah. So this kind of broad research of not looking at a specific place, but just looking generally at what's recommended and looking in different places, I think opens up a lot of possibilities for travelers. Yeah. And I'm excited because there's a lot of things on these lists that I think we're going to get to check out this year. Yeah. So we'll report back on those things. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) And there's a lot of things on this list that I'm putting on my list to visit sometime in the future. Not this year, but sometime. One day. One day. All right, neighbors, thanks for joining us today. If you heard something you liked, please support the show by hitting the subscribe button and reviewing us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find takeaways from today's show in the show notes, and you can find more information about the podcast and show notes for each episode on carsoncosta.com forward slash podcast. Please send us your questions, comments, and suggestions. You can email us at nto at carsoncasa.com, find us on Facebook at NTOPod, or find us on Instagram at NextTownOverPodcast. We would love to hear from you. We'll be back next week to keep making your world a little smaller. Yay!